Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Hey, thank you. Welcome back on board On the Mark. We're delighted to have you with us again on a beautiful Wednesday morning in the Valley. Our hotline number is 570-743-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236. But be sure to put OTM at the start of your message. On the Mark brought to you as always by your good friends at the Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. They're a family-owned dealership on 4th Street in Sunbury and the Kia dealerships on Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Check them out on the web at sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. and on Saturday from 6.30 a.m. until 2 p.m. You can find them on the web at sunburymotors.com. Check out their online specials or build a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia to your precise specifications. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, and Kia vehicles and they are a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks, including all sizes of trucks. They have a large truck shop, a parts department, a body shop, an alignment shop, and they have a, uh, a repair garage for all types of vehicles. They're a master towing service with decades of experience. Sunbury Motor Company selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. Uh, right, right, right after I was elected, I went to what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. And I was in, was in South Africa. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back from? <laughs> And I looked at him, and the, and the Chancellor of Germany said, what would you do say, Mr. President, if you picked up the paper tomorrow in the London Times, and the London Times said, a thousand people break through the House of Commons, break down the doors, two bobbies are killed in order to stop the election of the Prime Minister. It is hard to make this up. The President of the United States in Las Vegas on Sunday said that he recently met with Francois Mitterrand, you just heard him, the French President, who 
Well, he's been dead for nearly 30 years, but Joe's met with him recently. The comments came while Biden was warning of the dangers of a potential second Trump presidency as he aimed to shore up enthusiasm ahead of the Democratic primary in Nevada, which he won. Biden recounted the story as told many times during his presidency about meeting with French President Emmanuel Macron during the G7 meeting in England. But this time he referred to Francois Mitterrand, who has been dead for 30 years. Now, if you listen to him ramble through that, and that doesn't bother you, then I think you need to get a checkup from the neck up. I, I have the greatest respect for his career, for his service to the country, for his intentions, but man, this ain't good, to be honest with you. Not good at all. All right, we have three callers on the line, so we're going to start with them in the order in which they came in, and that's Bill from Bloomsburg. You're first, sir. Good morning. Hey, good morning, sir. Hey, uh, the coup, all they need him to do is make it to the Democratic uh, uh, convention and all his all all his uh delegates that he acquires he can give them to anybody in this any uh, that's a u.s citizen that's something I, I found out assuming they are willing to be given but once he says he's not uh, in the race they're free to go where they want to go aren't they or no unless they're bound he, he, he bound. Him, the person him or i guess they'll direct him who to give them to well, I'm sure they'll he, he have somebody they but prefer, I guess the, right? the, the coup, the, the Democrats will give it. But uh, I, I got the breakdown on uh, this this border package, right? Uh, this uh, the the Republicans want to. What what happens is the media and all that are trying to twist it, and, and they're trying to make the Republicans look bad, saying that we're the Republicans themselves are the reason why the border is not secure. While for three years they're telling us the border was secured. Okay, but here, here's here's the breakdown, right? That they want it. Uh, I got this off uh, Ted Cruz uh, this morning. Uh, that the bill did not count unaccompanied minors. Let's let's get that straight. So the child trafficking would continue, right? Five, they wanted five thousand accompanied, but not counting the kids, right? But in the first year, the 5,000 a day only counted for 270 days. The second year, the 5,000 only counted for 225 days. And the third year, it was 180 days. Yeah, I read that yesterday. Yeah, I, I said yep. that And the president had the ability with executive action to uh, discontinue that at any given time. That The words were written in there, which he has the ability to shut it down right now. But... Uh, he wanted. They wanted immediate work permits for everyone, like all the illegal aliens, right? They they and the the twenty billion, two point three billion, was going to sanctuary cities for housing. Remember, I said it was for housing. One point four billion to nonprofits that help feed the the invasion. And and they're, they're turning around and blame, blaming the Republicans. Like the, they wanted the Ukraine money, which Ukraine should have the money, right? But the Republicans wanted the HR two bill attached to it, right? And the HR two bill means reconstruct the border, secure it. They don't want that. Schumer don't want that. He refuses the HR two. And then they came up with this. The Republicans voted down. Headline news is blaming the Republicans that we don't want to secure the border. Well, the Republicans have the choice here. I mean, they can vote for this. 
and get it's something on the down. They could get something on the books. The problem is, if President, let's say we have President uh, Biden again. No, let's say we don't have him. President Trump again, and he doesn't carry the Senate and the House. Let's say he wins, but he doesn't carry one of those two groups. The House or the Senate stays Democratic. Then nothing will get done. Isn't it better well, to have something on the books? Even this is certainly going to do something to improve it, isn't it? No. Why not? No, it's not because all, they had all the fine print. The the, the president could, could discontinue that at any given time. You have to you have to keep in mind. Trump got the border done. He allocated money from other programs. He got the border done when they were against it the first time. Right. So I think President Trump, I think President Trump could reinstitute the things that Joe Biden canceled, and maybe that would that would certainly be a good thing. Executive, the president has the power. He don't have to go through all this. To, the president has the power to initiate that with executive order, to, to shut that border down. Well, not all of it he doesn't. I mean, he couldn't order money spent that isn't allocated by Congress unless it's something that he already has been approved by in the budget. If the president was going to give executive order to the National Guard to make them full-time military status and go in there and cut the fence down, he could make them full-time status to go in there and guard our border. Well, he could also send troops there if he considers it to be an invasion. Yes, I won't disagree that with yeah. that. But the, 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 the third breakdowns, I mean, they they want the Ukraine money. We want HR. The, the conservatives want HR two. Re, start reconstructing the law. Uh, the coup. They they want they want these people to vote. That's bottom line. They don't give a listen. Over in Sweden, right when they, when they had open borders in Sweden, I'm going back decades, right when they had open borders and a, and a lot of the a lot of the Muslims came up to Sweden, right? Well, the school teacher that I know over there, right? Friends of the family, they refused to go to their schools. They live in their own little area. The taxpayers over there had to pay to build the Muslim school. I will give you the last they got word. They their Bill. own schools over. That's coming here. Okay. Well, I hope you're wrong. Hey, Bill, listen, we got two other calls we got to take. We'll give you the last word. Hey, just, just. Keep up the good work, Your Honor. And okay. the only reason I and this is the only reason why I call, call is because time. is this uh, if I can convince and and shed light to uh, people, uh, whether it be a dozen or two people, and and they could branch out and and we could vote and get this. This is our last hope. If the Trumps don't get in, we're done. Okay. And Haley got smoked in Nevada. Yeah, she did. <laughs> okay, listen, we got to move on. Billy, call any day. You're welcome to call. All of our callers are welcome any day. If you've never called before, call us now. 570-743-9565. We have two callers on the line. We'll get to them, as I said, in the order in which they came in. Bob, you're next. Good morning from Sunbury. Uh, yes, good morning. And I, I would like personally to thank WKOK for being WKOK and uh, the what ethics, else would we be? The things that I learned 50 years ago when I got my first practice today. I have a question for you, Joe. Okay. Um, U.S. citizenship. Okay. Now, in my personal family here, my grandparents, my grandfather came over uh, in like, like, they came over like in the 18, like the early 1900s. And somehow, and I don't know if, uh, uh, because this was like North Omaha. No, that was Easton back then. But uh, but anyhow, uh, if he stayed here, he could 
somehow he became a citizen. Now, I know that uh, my one friend that lives down in the D.C. area, she's from Virginia. Well, okay, she lives in Virginia, but uh, she's from England. But she and her husband came here and stayed here, and somehow she has to take a test, and yet she knows more about politics and more about the U.S. government than some of the people that care to live here and all that and that. But because she paid into the system, she made, uh, she had her, uh, she worked for Lord and Taylor, so she was like a seamstress and all that. And she paid into the system, paid Social Security, you know, paid all that. I mean, you know. Well, what What is your question? I, I'm sorry. But my question is, what What do you think should be available? Or, or, or what, 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 what would you ask? Uh, uh, okay, there's people crossing the border and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we don't, you know, as far as citizens versus not, well, in fact, they're not citizens in that. Again, but what's what the question? what would your requirement for a U.S. citizen be? It doesn't matter what mine is. The requirements, no. from, the requirements from the federal government is if you apply right. for citizenship, you have to take a test that shows you have knowledge of right. the country. That's what it's required. I mean, it's, right. it's everybody now, who... Now, now, this, this is what I told her. I said, you know, now somehow my, my grand, now maybe, uh, I'm talking back like in 1920 and that, somehow my grand, my grandparents purchased the property that I still live in now and that, but somehow he was a citizen, but I don't know what, when they when they changed the rules, you know, that they had to take the test and that. But my personal observation is the, uh, um, you know, uh, or, or, or some, or, or, okay, maybe for voting. I don't know. Okay, could to vote? Yeah, with the vote, you have to be a citizen of your township. Uh, a, well, a, a U.S. citizen, but a pens. Of course, like Schmokin Dam, Sunbury, and, and Elysburg. I mean, you know, I, I don't care where you live around here. And that right. you do you have can, to be. You yeah. know, if you're a resident and you're registered to vote and all that, I think it's five years if you know, uh, like primary, like. Pennsylvania is a commonwealth, so that's one thing. And that, I mean, I, I took it upon myself to vote. I mean, okay, I registered independent, but at my senior year in high school, 74, 75, they changed the rule in Pennsylvania. Okay, well, let me see if I can answer. Let me see if I can answer your question. We got to move on. I think the answer to your question is that in the old days, when you came into this country through Ellis Island, we were looking for people to build up the country, and many times they not only allowed them to become citizens, they gave them land in different places. They encouraged them to move to the West. They encouraged them to move to the Midwest at different times. So the rules have changed over the years based on what the country's needs were. And that problem we have right now is that the needs have changed, but the, the rules haven't changed. Right now, we don't need all of these people coming in. We need people coming in who can contribute to our society, but not people who are uh, robbing people or beating up police officers. Those are the people we don't need. The problem with un, uh, unmitigated illegal immigration is that we don't know who these people are. We don't know what kind of criminal records they have. We give, bring them into the country. And now in New York, I saw this morning that the mayor of New York is giving them credit cards uh, for food, and and in what they're what they're doing in New York is more than they're giving people who are citizens of this country who qualify for the SNAP program. That to me is disgraceful. Stan, you're on the mark this morning. Good morning, sir. There's a lot of disgraceful stuff going on down south, down in D.C., isn't there? Fair amount. And in the big cities. Yeah, fair amount. Yeah, uh, I got I got an answer for Eric yesterday. He was saying, "What can Biden do to close down the border?" Well, let's see. 
There are laws on the book that says people aren't allowed to cross the border illegally, correct? Right. Am I correct on that? Yes, you are. Okay. And we have Border Patrol that is supposed to be preventing this from happening, correct? We uh, have a group of people there that should be stopping them, yes. Okay. And we had a wall started, and, and where the wall is properly built and uh, monitored, the, the crossings are down, correct? Well, I don't know. Are they? Yes. Well, right now, right now, uh, this is what I heard. You know, Eagle Pass, Texas, where they're having a big fight about the containers and the, the razor wire that Abbott put up. Right. You know, they were having a couple thousand people a day cross the border there. They're down to two or three because there's a physical barrier and a presence of law enforcement there. So it can be stopped. Well, the presence this of law enforcement chooses not to stop it. The presence of law enforcement certainly should be a deterrent. I won't argue that point with you. And the physical barrier, mm -hmm. because they can't get up over the over the container units and across the Constantino wire, except when the border patrol is ordered by my orcas to cut it and give them ladders to help them up. That's when it happened. So, Eric, the president has the authority to stop it because it's in the law. He's choosing to not stop it, and stroke of a pen, he removed all those barriers to the illegal crossings and it's to, uh, stop the construction of a wall with a stroke of pen. So I believe with a stroke of a pen, he could start it all back up again. Don't you, Joe? I would think he could, yes. And I know you were trying to get that through to Eric, but he wasn't listening to you yesterday. Because well, uh, I heard that. People who so, veer, feel very strongly about something, if I differ with them, they <laughs> often don't pay attention to me. I believe you've been guilty of that a time or two. Uh, occasionally, <laughs> and I will admit to that. But on this case, you were right. But anyways... Congress passed H.R. 2, the House of Representatives, back in March or April, and it went over to the Senate in May. I just looked it up. Schumer's been sitting on it. That actually does something to secure the border. It demands that more, the, uh, at least 900 more miles of border wall be constructed, and it stops the NGOs. It prohibits them from operating, helping these people across the border. That's a big problem. We're paying these NGOs, and they are subverting American sovereignty by allowing, to helping these people cross the border. They're basically going down south, Daring Gap, where they're coming up across, and they're instructing these people what to say when they get here to file, quote, asylum claims when they are not uh, eligible for asylum because they're not being persecuted by their government, which is basically the main reason for asylum. They are economic migrants. They're coming here looking for a better life, which, hey, I can't blame people for that. But we have a process. It's in law. You go to the embassy or wherever, and you apply for entry into this country legally to get your green card. Right. They're not doing it, okay? And these NGOs are helping them and facilitating this illegal activity. And it needs to be stopped. And H.R. 2 does that. Okay. But I'm for some reason... Our fine senators, Mr. Schumer and Biden, don't want anything to do with that because of what they've had proposed. Says it's because of Trump and the mega Republicans that the border will not, it won't, can't be secured. So he's admitting the border's not secure, which they've been lying for three years. Telling us it was, yes. Now all of a sudden yes. it's not. <laughs> I love it. So they've been lying, <laughs> and now they're going to blame the Republicans 
which is all pile of horse dung. Now, but you know, the problem, Stan, is that Republicans are easy targets because they make themselves <laughs> easy targets. I mean, these guys... No, they don't fight back. They have, they have snatched victory or defeat from the jaws of victory more times than I can remember. I mean, it's really, it's embarrassing to be a Republican the way some of these people act down there. Yesterday, yeah. they obviously hadn't counted on the Mayorkas deal. Uh, they lost that by when three Republicans uh, went that, over. That, 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 Joe. Actually, it was four against the Republicans went, but the one went to, because if they, uh, the other Republican had changed his vote, it would have been a tie. Now they can bring it back up for four vote when they have all the members there that are eligible. Scalise wasn't there. Right. If he had been there, they would, have lost. they would have won. Yeah, but the Democrats drug a guy in who was uh, just out of the hospital. <laughs> so. Well, I understand that, and, and whatever. So who's, who's more compassionate? The guys, you know, or, or playing political games that they drag a guy in from the hospital to vote, or they let the guy come back when he's able to. Well, then they which couldn't. Which is more compassionate? They couldn't pass their aid for Israel bill either. I mean, you know, they they need to. The problem here, as I see it, is that there could be common sense compromises offered. Yeah. I mean, let's face it: the Republicans aren't going to get everything they want unless they get control of the House, the Senate, and the presidency, uh -huh, uh -huh, and they get uh -huh, uh -huh. sixty don't senators. Agree, don't disagree. Now, this quote bipartisan Senate bill does nothing to secure the border. Nothing. When you're still uh, permitting five to 8,000 people per day in, you're not securing the border. No, you're not. And then you're, 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 you're uh, rushing and pushing asylum claims, because that's what they want to do. They want to fund more asylum judges and officers so they can help process them through faster to spread them out around the country. Well, I think It's not securing the border. Yeah, so for him to say it's going to secure the border is a pile of... Here's the thing. Stone. I think that, that they've spent a lot of time on what to do about people who've gotten into the system, but not enough money is being spent or even talked about being spent to stop it. I mean, they're talking about what to do when once they encounter them, how many encounters they have, how many people they process. I'm more interested in how they stop people from coming across the border. And the, quote, Senate bipartisan bill does not stop anything, does no, it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it does at least provide so, some framework to deal with the problem and make it a little <laughs> bit more manageable, in my opinion. Joe, Joe, this is where I disagree. Okay. To pass a bill just to pass a bill is not worth the time of day, okay? I would rather have them do nothing down there in D.C. than to pass something that is going to make it not better, but probably worse. Okay. That's what the, that's what this bill is. It will make it worse by allowing more people and processing quote, asylum claims, and then they get work permits, and they're going to go out and take jobs that Americans could take. All right. We'll give you the last word, sir. You got the final thirty seconds. You know my last word. I know. Buy more guns because and ammo. Chi well, that. But the Chicoms <laughs> are coming because a lot of the military age males coming across the border illegally are Chicoms. Well, and what's we worse, need the guns and ammo. What's worse is they appear to be gangland-type criminals. I mean, that's what worries well, that me. Too, the other so. part of the cartel. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're eventually going to need the guns and ammo to protect ourselves. So, Eric, yes, the money is being sent to arms manufacturers, you know, the gun companies and the ammo companies. That's where the money goes when you buy more guns and ammo. That's obvious. Okay. Thank you, Stan. Appreciate you know, your call. I don't know why you ask those questions. It's obvious <laughs> questions. All right. Thank you, you have sir. A great day. You Bye. too. 570-743-9565. We have one caller on the line. Two lines are open. Give us a call. We'll be right back. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? 
Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star Trucks, plus anything that fits in the door and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. If you're turning 65 or retiring soon, it's time to consider your Medicare options. Geisinger Gold Medicare Advantage plans start at $0 per month with access to more than 29,000 doctors and 100 hospitals across Pennsylvania plus plan options that may include dental care, eyewear, and hearing benefits. If it's time for Medicare, learn about the many benefits of Geisinger Gold. Geisinger Gold are HMO, PPO, and HMO DSNIP plans with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Geisinger Gold depends on contract renewal. Susquehanna Valley RV. It's the 13th annual Susquehanna RV Show, heated and indoors at the Bloomsburg Fairgrounds beginning February 8th through the 11th. Huge discounts on every RV in stock, factory wraps Thursday through Saturday, and vendors on site. Don't miss out on the ice-breaking deals for the Susquehanna RV Show at the Bloomsburg Fairgrounds February 8th through the 11th. Free admission, free parking, and financing available, and trades are welcome. Over 100 RVs in sight. Come see what is new at the Susquehanna RV Show. When it comes to stuffed crust, here at Papa John's, we know our stuff. Because when you've hand-stuffed as many crusts as we have, you know you become a stuffed legend. And now we're bringing you another epic flavor combination with the new Cheesy Calzone Epic Stuffed Crust Pizza. Made with a blend of mozzarella and garlic or ricotta, this pizza has your favorite calzone flavors stuffed right into Papa John's original crust. The new Cheesy Calzone Epic Stuffed Crust Pizza. Get a one-topping pizza for a limited time, only at Papa John's. Call Papa John's in Sealands Grove at 570-743-7474. Get fast, reliable internet from SCCV starting at $39.99 per month. With speeds up to 2 gigs, you'll enjoy faster, smoother streaming and downloading on all of your devices. Plus, eligible households may also qualify for up to a $30 per month savings on SCCV internet service through the Affordable Connectivity Program. Call 877-955-SCCV or visit sccv.com for more details. That's sccv.com. Welcome back to On the Walk. I'm Joe McGranahan. We're brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. We have two callers on the line, Eric and Carl. Eric was the first in, so we'll get to him first. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Joe. Uh, So I always hear Stan. I listen intently to what he has to say, but he throws out all kinds of stuff like it's fact. I I, I just asked him sometime to provide where he gets his information. He said he now knows that that crossing place down in Texas instead of thousands is down to two or three. Is he down there watching with a clicker counting? Where does he get his facts from? I mean, he throws them out like he's very knowledgeable. He does talk a good game, but where does he get his facts from? When I call in, I try to share uh, facts, and I share with them where I found them, what my sources are on the Internet, and so forth. But that's not the reason I called. Okay. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about two topics. I know I have limited time. But first of all, first of all the Crumley verdict uh, up there, I think it was in Michigan, where the mother of the uh, mass shooter was convicted of uh, manslaughter. Four counts of four manslaughter. Counts. Yep, four counts of manslaughter. Yeah. 
Okay. So I think this sends an important message. It's, it's, it's a rather dire, um, dire precedent set for parents of their kids. But if you look closer at it, I think there's messages here. And that is, if you want to have weapons in your home, and again, I've come on this show different times and in support of, of the Second Amendment. Uh, I, I have weapons in my home. But the important thing and message here is from if you have those and you are going to allow your children to have any access to them, then you're going to be only responsible for the actions that your kids take. Okay. Stan always talks about guns don't kill people, people kill people. Okay. But at the same time, we have responsibility as parents not only teach our kids, but to help them through different situations. The way we do that is to help protect them sometimes from themselves. In other words, if you have weapons in your home, keep them in safes, away from kids, whether it be a teenager of this, of this person's age who has obviously has mental concerns or younger kids who really don't know any better. If you have weapons, then you should have them safe in, in, in some sort of safe place. And I, I am the one who says, yes, we need to have them in actually in gun safes. Well, now, you do, know, you know, do you know for a fact that this woman was careless with the weapons in the home? She was the last one to have possession of the weapon, and her son got it. Right, there was nothing in the trial that said there was a gun safe or anything that he broke into the safe or like the kid down in uh, Virginia Beach or in Chesapeake were crawled up on a top shelf together or anything. She was the last person to have it before he had it. The information I heard from the trial is that they gave him the handgun, that he had possession of it, so the parents bought it legally and gave it to him. Was the and father charged? Her on. Was the father charged? The father is up for trial in a couple weeks. Okay, he's, he's so there up. is a trial coming on him too. Okay, I right. haven't followed I, that as closely as I have other things because it hasn't been a topic of conversation here on the program until today. Now you're forcing me to uh, follow so, it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forcing you. I'm bringing up uh, a message I brought different times. Right. Uh, as gun owners, we have responsibilities. We have rights, but we have responsibilities. And this now is setting a precedent that the next time there is a mass shooting and the parents are going to be come back to the parents and say, what did you do to prevent it? If you have weapons in your home, then you're going to be responsible for safeguarding those weapons. I think there could be a time when, when you know, if someone has a, a gun available and a kid picks it up and shoots another kid or does harm to themselves, the parents can be held responsible for being not, not doing the, what they should be doing. I would like to see a, a law put in place whereby if you buy a handgun, you also need to buy a gun safe. Right, I remember you bringing that up before. Costs, okay, I, I mean, this is a response to what just happened nationally, Joe. I, I think it's, it's viable. Do you have so stock? I have a little bit more time to talk about the state budget. But just one, just one, one, one real, real question. Do you have stock in a company that manufactures gun safes? I'm just curious. Absolutely. Asking for a friend. Absolutely not. Okay. All right, Absolutely what's the not. other topic? I, I, I am a member of the Citizens for Gun Safety, okay. and that's one of the platforms we have for trying to make it safe. We want people to keep the Second Amendment rights, but we also believe in having safety for all, especially okay. for kids. We, we have another so call. So if you're going to put $1,000 into buying a quality handgun, why would you not then add another $100 okay. to put it into a gun safe? And again, people are going to say, well, I don't have access to that gun if something happens. No, you can buy a gun, which you, which, which you have based upon your fingerprints or your toggle, and you have access to that, that gun in okay. about two or three seconds. We have another caller. kids won't have access We have another it. caller waiting, so I'll give you 60 seconds to talk about the governor, and then we've got to take the other call. Okay. So my, my perspective is, first of all, Senator Yaw uh, throwing at the governor and calling what his 
speech was, which was a good and passionate speech as a diatribe, is just it's just acting, you know, below what Governor Senator Yaw should be saying. He called the speech a diatribe rather than saying, "Hey, it's a budget. We need to discuss it. We're going to talk about it." But I'm very concerned about the marijuana laws. And before we enact in allowing marijuana open to our kids, I want to see other laws put in place for strict and, and severe penalties for any adult who gives a kid access to marijuana and some way where we can detect marijuana in a quick way if someone's driving under the influence or high and driving. How does how, the cops know if they, if they are impaired? Is there, is there a, a breathalyzer test of some sort? Is there not a THC? We need to define what driving under the influence of marijuana is going to be and have severe penalties for that as well. All right, well, that's an interesting point, you know, and we have another comment on marijuana, too. We'll see if we get more comments on the governor's, uh, the governor's uh, proposal. Hey, thanks, Eric. Appreciate your call, as always. And, Carl, you've been very patient hanging on. You're on the mark. Good morning, sir. From Mifflinburg. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, I've been listening to your conversation about the illegals, you know, in the big cities, but I think the people of the Susquehanna Valley better soon wake up. We just had a gentleman, I won't even call him a gentleman, we just had a person in Union County convicted of raping a four-year-old sentenced to 20 years, illegal alien. We just had uh, somebody go into the Target uh, down in Smoking Dam. Now, I don't have the fact whether they're illegal or not, but they, they loaded up $2,500 worth of electronics and walked out the door, just like is happening in the big city. And in Mifflinburg, we, I, uh, I'm very close to the Mennonite community up here. There were 14 young Mennonite gentlemen that just lost jobs, and they were chicken catchers. And they lost them because there's a whole crew of illegals that they have hired to catch the chickens that live over in New Berlin, the tranquil little village in New Berlin. And I happened to be behind the van that... Uh, takes these uh, Mexican illegals around catching the chickens, and they were at one of the local convenience stores, and there were 14 of them in line buying sodas and sandwiches and chips, and they paid with them with a debit card, snap card. So it's not just in the big cities, people. We have it right here in the Susquehanna Valley, right in our own backyard. Are there so any... we, we, better wake, we better wake up. Are, are there any numbers? I mean, I, don't, I can't say, Carl, that I've heard of any group bringing people in to the area who are illegal immigrants or providing anything for them. Uh, is, there, is there an active, that you're aware of, an active group or people working to bring people here to the Valley who are illegal immigrants until their supposed hearing before the uh, immigration authorities? Not, not that I know of, but I, I do know that there's, uh, there's at least 14 of them living in one apartment in New Berlin. And uh, if you go into Walmart on a Saturday night, you better learn to speak Spanish. I mean, it's just, you know, and again, I have nothing against people trying to better themselves, but illegal is illegal. If they're going to do it the right way, that's one thing. But when they start taking, you know, they're saying that, well, they're here because they're want to do jobs that the American people don't want to do. Well, there were 14 young guys that just lost their jobs, and they're hardworking kids. And uh, now, the only reason they would lose a job is because they're able to pay the illegals less money to do the job. Uh, or they wouldn't have lost their job because they're hardworking guys. They didn't lose it because they weren't doing the job. They're, they lost their job because 
they're able to pay the illegals a lot less money to uh, catch the chickens. Well, that's and a if shame. It, if yeah. it happens to one group, it's they're going to bring they're going to just keep bringing them in, and more and more people are going to lose their jobs to the illegals, and our crime rate is going to go up. You know, four, a four-year-old being raped by an illegal. Come on, you people. Anybody that they, they better just open their eyes to see what's coming. Well, I would hope that the news media, uh, our stations, the newspapers in the area, if, if there is some way to document the fact that they lost their jobs, that, that people who are American citizens lost their jobs to illegal aliens because they work for less, I think that needs to be exposed and the people who are paying these illegal aliens less money for the work uh, and depriving Americans of the job need to be identified. Because I, I frankly, I, I wouldn't buy from them, to be honest with you. I wouldn't buy from them. I agree totally, and uh, you you didn't it didn't even mention in the newspaper uh, when this person was convicted of raping the four year old that they were on illegal. I had to make a couple phone calls and was finally able to talk to somebody that verified that yes, and this came from somebody that works for the state uh, that this person was an illegal okay. and. Uh, yeah, raped a four-year-old in Mifflinburg. Well, that's tragic. All right, Carl, thank you so much. Call again. Appreciate your comments this morning. You make up some very good points. Thank you, sir. We have to take a quick break. Jim, Joe, hang on. We're going to be right back with more of On the Mark. One line is open, 570-743-9565. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. You're on the spot reporter back at Sleep World with Jim and Joe, and I gotta tell you, I'm hearing great things about the smart bed from Personal Comfort. Yes, Scott, the smart bed from Personal Comfort is really the way to go when you and your partner can agree on the firmness of a bed. Do you know how many times couples come into the store and told us that they are sleeping on separate beds? Because she likes a plush, but his back needs something much firmer. So Sleep World is uh, keeping families together. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, I guess you can say that. Just set your smart bed number to the firmness you want, and your partner can set the number they want. And for thousands of dollars less than sleep number beds you see on TV. And Sleep World always has financing available. You can finance with 12 months, 0% interest. And if it's bedroom furniture you're looking for, we have beautiful bedroom suits, including our solid wood, Amish-made furniture in front of the store. Stop down to Sleep World and check out the smart bed from Personal Comfort and customize your own bed. Sleep World on the Strip in Seals Grove next to Lowe's. Financing with your good credit. 
Add Plume Whole Home Wi-Fi free for two months from SECV. Plume spreads Wi-Fi from your existing modem to every corner of your home at full speed. Plume doesn't just make your Wi-Fi faster. It intelligently adapts to your environment and manages your Wi-Fi network 24-7 based on insights like the number and types of devices you have connected. The Plume Home Pass app gives you perks like parental controls, always on cyber protection against online threats, in-home motion sensing, and more. Get Plume two months free from SECV. Visit secv.com slash free plume. You check your phone, thermostat, and weather often, but the most important check of all should be yourself. COVID is still out there, but boosters against the latest variants are available. Find out where and how to get up to date at checkyourselfcentralpa.com. All right, we have three callers on the line, Joe, Jim, and Harry, and the order in which they came in is that, and we'll take them as they came. And first is uh, Joe from Sunbury. Good morning. You're on the mark, sir. We'll give you a couple of minutes right. here. Uh, well, we'll try and get through this so everybody can get on. But uh, quickly, I have like three topics in the order that you started. And that uh, I hadn't heard that video that uh, or that audio that you played this morning of Joe Biden, our president, or the president, I don't know. I don't really want to say our president for some people's concern. But uh, that was, yeah, as you put it pretty clearly, Joe, I mean, you're kind of polite, but... Uh, on it, but uh, I know Eric or Chris don't want to call in about that. But I did see him go on a, uh, he was giving a speech about uh, the conflict in the Middle East, and he couldn't remember the name of Hamas. I don't know if you've seen that or not. No, I didn't but see that one. he was stumbling around, and he used the word the opposition. Then a, a kind left-leaning reporter kind of shouted out from the crowd, Hamas. So, oh, yeah, yeah, Hamas. So you could see that uh, he can't even find that word, you know, when he's given a speech and knowing everything. And that word's been tossed around for decades, you know, even when he was vice president. So, yes, I, I'm glad that you played that for everyone to hear. And uh, Chris and uh, Eric can call in and defend that. Uh, but the second thing is on immigration we've been talking about. And quickly, like it, we were talking about, uh, your one caller called in about years ago, decades ago, or a century ago. But wasn't it that, uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but wasn't it that if you wanted asylum that you would go to the embassy in that country and you would apply for asylum? You were supposed and there to go. People that could come to the border, I'm not saying that that wasn't an issue, but asylum seekers would uh, apply in the country that they were in at the time, right? No, or, the first country they came to where they were safe. I no, mean, going the, back. Well, yeah. That but, you uh, could apply for asylum at our embassy in your country. I'm not aware. Uh, you probably could at some point, I guess. But So the, the idea behind that or any uh, asylum seeker is that you, the United States government would want to know the reason why and the background. Right. So if you had to fill out uh, paperwork that said who you were and where you were born and who your parents were and where you lived and you were claiming that you were being terrorized, right, that's basically what you have to, or if it's a political asylum, right, you, you can get away or uh, a religious, you can write that stuff down and our, our embassy or even our government at the border, not at the border, but they would do the research and find that out. Now they are just letting them in, and you know you can. The lawyers have told the people just what exactly to say, so you can apply for asylum, and then you're here for ten years, and then you get your uh, hearing date. So 
that's the the one of the big problems is that they've relaxed the asylum issue that anybody can seek asylum and you know that most of the people aren't here for seeking asylum right we'll give you the final 30 seconds we have two other callers i'd like to get them on before the end of the program all right quickly for uh Eric, I would like to know if the same situation applied in Michigan, a 17-year-old, and say uh, parents had a young man, 17-year-old, and he was watching car crashes, and he would watch things of violence that involved cars, and he wrote things down, and the same situation applied. If that young man went out and uh, purposely caused uh, an automobile accident and killed somebody, would the same apply to that as the gun issue, that the, those parents could be charged uh, with up to like 15 years hey, in prison? All right, hey, we got to go. That's a very good question. We're going to, that's a very, very good question. All right, we have uh, two callers left and a break to take, but we're going to get to Jim first because he's been hanging on for a while. Jim, you're on the mark. Good morning. Give you about three morning. minutes, sir. Uh, I see we're discussing the border. Uh, can I tell you three weeks or four weeks ago? Republicans don't want to deal on the border because they want to run on it. They've been running on it for three years about the border security's out of control. It's devastating. Even the House Speaker says it's out of control, but they don't want to build because their orange messiah told them they don't want to run this political agenda on Biden. So, well, come on. About why don't you be fair, Jim? Why don't you be fair, Jim? Why don't you be fair, Jim? Why don't you be fair? President Biden's had three years to do something about the border. He's told us all along that it's secure. Now all of a sudden he's telling us it's not secure. What what kind of deal is that? I mean, the guy's been lying through his teeth for three years. Now all of a sudden he wants to blame it on the Republicans. Well, it was Act Forty Two. You know what that is? You tell us. Act Forty Two. You know what it is? I said, tell us. Oh, so you don't know. I'm telling you that it's your time to talk. If you want to tell us okay, what it is. it was the COVID restrictions of leaving people in a country. And Trump decided that was going to use him to shut the country down. Under Trump, there was 600,000 people a year coming in before COVID. And there was averaging 4,000 to 4,500 a day was coming in. He was complaining he needed a border bill. They tried to get a bill back then, couldn't get nothing passed. But anyway, it's just a mess. And Republicans don't want to fix it with a real bill that gives some teeth to it and gives them the authority to do something and shut the border down illegally. Now, Act 42 was in effect when Biden was there. It was abolished when COVID disappeared. Mm -hmm. The Supreme Court ruled that they couldn't use that to keep anybody out of country. So it got eliminated. So now there's more people in and Republicans don't want to do nothing because it's a political year. And Orange Messiah wants to run on it. Jim, now, what happened to stay in? Biden's misspeaking. Well, did you ever listen to Trump? Why didn't oh uh, Why didn't Biden uh, reinstitute? We were fighting world. We might get in World War Two. Jim, why didn't President Biden reinstitute stay in Mexico? He could have done that by executive uh, order. Could have Nancy done that. Pelosi is Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley was responsible for the Capitals. Hello. When January sixth was going on. She wasn't even in, and we're near the Capitol. So I don't want to talk about old people saying the wrong things because everybody says the wrong things. Okay. <laughs> comes up every once in a while, everybody does. Well, I can't argue Once that again, with you. Immigration. Bad. What? I'm sorry, what? Immigration. Trump's two wives come into this country without visas. They come in on the recreation and visitor. His first wife decided to get it. She was a good skier. She got a job in the skiing industry. 
moved to Canada at a ski resort, come back to the United States, you eventually got citizenship. But I don't know where she'd play for asylum at. I don't know either. Why? That's a joke, too. Nobody knows what happened to her. She came on vacation. Next thing you know, she got a work visa somehow. Never got citizenship until she married Trump. Trump helped her get it. Jim, you have to call. You have to call earlier in the program, and we'll give you more time. Uh, we have a break to take, and we have another caller. I'd like to get on. I try to give everybody a few minutes here this afternoon. If you call earlier in the program, we can be a little more generous with our time. Harry, I hate to ask you to hang on, but we have to take our final break, and we'll do it now. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over a hundred years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star trucks, plus anything that fits in the door and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. Start the new year off on the right foot with new floors from Garvey's Flooring America. I'm Christy Garvey. This month, we have three rooms of fresh new carpet installed for just $999. Plus, Garvey's has a huge selection of waterproof floors up to 40% off, and we make it even easier to afford with special financing. Stop by our showrooms or visit Garvey'sCarpet.com and get one step closer to your dream floor. Garvey's Carpet, vinyl and tile. 37,000, 25, 1. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down expenses. One. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com company. That's netsuite.com company to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com company. Welcome back to On the Mark. Harry, you have been extremely patient. Sorry to ask you to hang on that long, but good morning. You're on the mark. Good morning, Jeff. Uh, as far as the, the the fiasco yesterday with the Mayorkas and the impeachment thing, mm -hmm. I, I understand, I don't remember who it was, but one of the uh, Congress people said that, you know, um, because of disagreements in policy, this was never meant to be about settling disputes. It was about uh, um, um, impeachment would be about about uh, punishing misdeeds, right? High crimes than, and uh, misdemeanors, misunderstanding. And and I and I agree with that. However, here's my question: um, You have the president of the United States, after three years, finally saying 
that the border is unsafe and unsecure and that basically everything's screwed up. Now you have the gentleman who is the chief of Homeland Security, the secretary of Homeland Security, which I believe is the guy who's in charge of the border. Am I correct? Should be, yeah. Okay, so if that does not show that he is incapable of or has done a bad job and is susceptible to impeachment, what exactly would? If even his boss says that the job he's done has not been good enough, how can that just be a thing about a petty dispute? I mean, we saw that. I thought one of the things that bothered me the most with the Trump impeachments was much of that had nothing to do with with policy. It had to do with petty disagreements and just not wanting Donald Trump in there. And Donald Trump is many things. Uh, and, you you know, you only have an hour show. You can't get into all the things Donald Trump <laughs> is in an hour. <laughs> True. But, but just using that as an example, don't try and take the high road now when for three years you, uh, you threw as much mud as possible. And in this case, this gentleman really is guilty of not knowing what he's doing. But don't you how, think? How can you justify that, Harry? Don't you think that if he had decided he was going to be tough as hell on the border, and started doing everything in his power to close it down, don't you think Joe Biden and the liberal Democrats would have been howling at him? I do. I think it came from the top. I do too. I do too, and I agree with you. But what I'm saying is, the reasoning for not voting for yesterday is what what gets me. And and we do not answer questions with answers anymore. We answer questions with more questions. Right. <laughs> and and this is a prime example of it. If the gentleman who is in charge of border security is said it it is is acknowledged by his boss for not having done his job, that is the epitome of what job removal should be. If my boss tells me I'm incompetent and I've done enough things wrong and things are messed up, guess what, Joe, I'm gone. You know? Yeah, we all are. <laughs> and here's a guy. Here's a guy who is basically allowing invading armies to uh, to come across our border. But that, that seems a little more important to me. That responsibility goes to the top. I think if President Biden had wanted that border shut down, he could have done the things that Donald Trump did. He could have instituted them instead of canceling them on day one. He could have reinforced them, but he didn't do that. Well, you're absolutely right. He canceled them because they were Donald Trump's ideas. Right, and that's even. That's even, that's even sicker. Hey, we're out of time, Harry. Call again earlier tomorrow. We'll get you on for more time. Uh, remind everybody, the earlier you call, the more time we can give you, and we like to express or give you time to express your thoughts. This is On the Mark at WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania. See you tomorrow.